Welcome to 27 Speaks, a weekly podcast with the staff of the Express News Group who share their insights into the latest stories making news on the East End of Long Island. 27 Speaks is sponsored by the law firm of Toomey, Latham, Shea, Kelly, Dubin, and Corderaro. Strong advocacy and attentive counsel. Be well advised. SuffolkLaw.com And we are recording. And we are recording. And by the time you hear this, it's going to be the first of the year. So welcome to 2023, everyone. That's scary. Well, how's your 2023 goal, <laughs> everyone? <laughs> it's got to be better, right? <laughs> We're doing a time continuum travel thing here, which is interesting. So 2022 can can go away now. I'm, I'm ready for it to go away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but we've had worse years in the recent past. We have. I'd say. So it's getting better getting better. So that's the voice of Bill Sutton there at the top of the podcast. Hiya, Bill. Hi, Annette. I'm Bill Sutton. I'm the managing editor of the Express News Group. And also with us is Joe Shaw, who's having a Chinese lunch as we speak. Hi, Joe. I'm trying. Sorry. I'm certainly trying to have one. Sorry we have work interfere <laughs> with your eating. That's okay. I'll eat in between. I'm Joe Shaw. I'm the executive editor of the Express News Group. And I'm Annette Hinkle, and I'm the arts and living editor of the Express News Group. And also with us today is Kaylin Riley, the reporter extraordinaire who you've had a lot of jobs at the um, paper, haven't you, Kaylin? I have. As I like to say, I'm the utility player, pinch hitter, kind of the uh, Jill of all trades, I suppose. So I am currently a news reporter, but I've been sports editor and here I am on the portable toilet beat, apparently. <laughs> and speaking of portable <laughs> toilets, also with us today is... <laughs> The Sagaponic Mayor, Bill Tillotson, and Bill is joining us as well to talk about an interesting story that came up recently in the village of Sagaponic. Hi, Bill. How are you? Hey, good. Uh, glad to be with you. Always a little a little publicity, fresh air, light shining on the issues is always a help. We're happy to have you along. Fresh air being the key there. Fresh air. Yeah, there's a lot of analogies we could play here. And uh, we're actually going to call this our potty cast because this um, this podcast is about um, an initiative that Mayor Tillotson put in place in Sagaponic recently, which was a really thoughtful, interesting idea. And um, it has to do with the placement of a porta potty uh, roadside in Sagaponic, day laborers who come out here to work on the houses in the region. And they're really aren't very many facilities for these workers to use during the day. Um, so Kaylin, do you want to jump in and and talk about the story and bring Bill into the story and about how this all came about? Yeah, so I think like most people would probably agree that, um, you know, a plastic porta potty isn't really like um, an aesthetically pleasing item but most people would probably also agree that um going to the bathroom or being able to have a place to privately go to the bathroom is necessary and uh sort of like a basic expectation of of um human dignity and so um you know providing somewhere for people to go to the bathroom is really key and so i think that was what um Mayor Tillotson was thinking when he, um, you know, brought this up and spoke to the trustees about it and wanted to put this portable toilet on narrow lane east on the village right of way. And um, but apparently some people are not 
super happy about it. They don't really necessarily like the look of it. So it's become a bit of a um, debate, I suppose, about whether or not it should or shouldn't be there. And so, um, you know, on its on the surface, maybe it seems like something frivolous to to debate or talk about. But I actually think it's a pretty interesting stand in for a lot of larger issues that take place almost anywhere, but maybe even more acutely out on the east end of Long Island. So I think that's that's why it's a bit of an intriguing and interesting story. And, you know, it would be great. We obviously invited the mayor on today to kind of, you know, take us a little bit further into his thoughts on the issue, which, you know, he shared a bit with me in the story that I wrote. But, um, you know, kind of just discuss it a little further about what, what's really behind this whole story and what it's all about. So Mayor Tillotson, do you want to jump in and tell us about um, how you came up with this idea and what made you think that this was the time to do it? Well, some of the push came uh, a few years ago when COVID started and I was standing in line to get into the Sagaponic Post Office and uh, the sign said, uh, no public bathroom, uh, go to Starbucks or Speedway gas station in Wainscott. And I knew that the uh, Pierre's, who was running SAG, stored and provide anything. And I was kind of embarrassed, really. Um, we have, I mean, our, our uh, residents uh, have tremendous um, workforces of people working on the properties, uh, as opposed to 50 years ago when people simply had their one mode nowadays. Uh, there is so much more grooming that happens on these estates. And it really is, uh, I think if you took a census, there's a tremendous workforce out there uh, behind the hedges working on these properties. And um, in the old days, when I was a kid, uh, if you did farm work, there was a an outhouse somewhere that you could use. Or I worked on some estates as a young kid. And they would have uh, maybe a tool shed with a bathroom or maybe attached to a greenhouse. They'd have some kind of facilities because in a more um, genteel kind of generation, they understood that and took care of uh, the people who worked on their property. Um, usually, I worked with this guy, Dominic, who had a full-time job on an estate and uh, he was taken care of. Uh, he was there every day all year long and took care of this, that, and the other thing. Um, you know, it's not quite the way it works these days. Um, you know, the crews are supposed to come in and get out before the owner shows up. And um, I don't think there's much in the way of uh, planning by architects to provide, say, a pool house with an attached bathroom or something like that, which would be available to, to the help. Um, and, you know, driving somebody to Starbucks or <laughs> Speedway gas station, I mean, that's just, that, that's baloney. Um, let's see, uh, I've had people say, well, we can go down to Sag Main Beach and uh, use the thing down there. Of course, you certainly can do that if you have a dump truck and you're pulling a, an enclosed equipment trailer. They're going to let you get into Sag Main Beach when it's packed with cars and park somewhere and <laughs> somebody use the facilities. Um, and, and by the way, uh, the town uh, 
when the season ends, they pull a portage on. They have a portage on which people can use after hours. And that's a beef that um, we asked the town to continue to maintain a john down there, a porta potty uh, for after hours and people who walk on the weekends. And uh, apparently they didn't want to do that. I mean, it doesn't cost much uh, because the last time I, I went and walked uh, late yesterday and it was gone. Um, uh, back in the spring, early before they put it back in last. Uh, in 2022, spring of 22, a friend of mine said, hey, let's take a bike ride to the beach. So we went down there, and uh, he unfortunately had a cup of coffee before he left huh. and had to uh, relieve himself. And so, of course, he went to the bulrushes by the edge of the pond. And um, what he contributed ends up in the pond water. You know, yeah. we have a study going on now about uh, water pollution and all the various things that contribute to that. And uh, we will have to get on board with this stuff if it's going to work. I think it's interesting, Bill, because there's that book called The Help. If a lot of people have read that book, it was a movie and it was about this very topic of, uh, you know, the wealthy women in the South who didn't want their um, black maids to use their bathrooms. And that was sort of the premise of that book. And it's kind of um, kind of telling. But it's also interesting because, you know, you don't you know, we have this very rural character out here and there really are very few um, public businesses that have restroom facilities. So, um, yeah, you could see that being an issue. You know, I wondered, Bill, has there been any discussion about uh, putting facilities behind Village Hall in um, Sagaponic? Well, the Village Hall, whenever it's open, anybody, I, I was there early today and uh, somebody came in simply to use the bathroom. Yeah. But when they're closed, yeah. the, everything closes down. That's the same problem with the municipal building in Sag Harbor because they're clo- they're locked up by like 4.30 in the afternoon. Um, right, right. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, I mean, in terms of work crews, it's not a great location because you may be yeah. on the wrong side of the highway. And right. a lot of the landscapers pull huge trailers. And there's mm-hmm. no way you're going to get into that parking lot and turn around and get back out. No, we actually hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Oh, I see. So on the side of the road, it's just easy for them to pull over then. That's why that was a good um, place then, right? Well, I, I, my wife and I bought this property 40 years ago. And uh, it's always been wooded on the other side of the road. And... People have been stopping to go in the woods for the whole time we've been here. Um, I mean, I'm serious. You know, really, wow. it's a place where people go to relieve themselves. And um, shortly before the body went in, I went out bike riding, and some guy was in between the trailer and the little dump truck, uh, relieving himself. You know, it's like, what do you do? So it's already uh, a bathroom spot basically yeah mayor i wonder we were talking about this um recently and and you know it sort of brings up the fact that i wonder you know the the village is choosing to deal with it with with in the way that you've done with the porta potty this way it sort of points out that there's a bigger problem here that maybe the towns should think about um some type of a comfort station somewhere maybe a couple of them um, just for the very reasons we're talking about, the, the service economy 
and you know i know we've talked before about delivery drivers and there there's there are a lot of people in our community on a daily basis who need to go to the bathroom from time to time and and the places to do that are are pretty few and far between maybe there's a bigger problem here that the towns need to address and create um, some comfort stations well the uh uh, construction companies always have potted uh, johns on their property. And uh, some of the bigger landscape jobs, I spoke with, uh, I won't mention companies, but they, the landscape company will bring in porta potty for a period while they're doing some kind of major landscape. But once you get down to the routine maintenance, that's where you have a real problem. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I, I mean, at least I had hoped that the town would have left the porta john at the beach for the winter, but um, <laughs> well. that didn't happen. And uh, I'm hoping that uh, there's some way that the trustees will allow uh, allow us to get a something at Sag Bridge because, well, if you talk to your ground level columnist, uh, she was the last person to form the uh, field, which is now abandoned next to the bridge. And I remember a few years ago telling me about what you saw on the edge of the field. Oh, and uh, again, if you're relieving yourself on the edge of the pond, it ends up in the pond water. Yeah. So how long ago? How long ago was the porta potty put into place? And have have you seen a lot of um, people come to use it? Uh, let's see, maybe three months. I mean, I have to sign the voucher on it. I think it's maybe three months. Um, I've seen people, but not a lot. I, I think it'll it'll pick up over time as people know it's there. I, I mean, we've always had uh, uh, the women and women female gardening companies that we used to supply. Uh, they would frequently come in and just say, "Hey, I'm just here to use the bathroom in our business." Um, so I, I mean, I I know the demand is there, um, and. Yeah. Um, I think just a matter of people have to realize that, that this is available. Um, I think there are a couple of the good locations. I mean, actually, you know, if you consider Tanline Rowan Beach and Peters Pond Beach and mm-hmm. Gibson Beach, where it's mobbed with people all day and uh, there is no facilities whatsoever. But I wasn't about to jive into that. If we, yeah, yeah try putting one on Peters Pond, see how that goes. <laughs> Mayor, are, are you are you hearing any negative reaction from uh, residents in the village? Uh, I've, I I checked with the clerk this morning, and she told me there's only been two inquiry, inquiries directly to the village, and um, one person wanted to know why it was on their property, and she said it took a while to convince this person that that was actually the village's property and not hers. And it told uh, the person to write a letter to the board. This was quite a while ago when it was first went in. And uh, somebody else uh, wanted, you know, had a complaint about it, that it didn't look good. And again, she told the person, and this was a few weeks ago, uh, we'll write a letter to the board. You know, a phone, phone call doesn't do much. And I think people don't want to be identified with the other side of the issue, maybe. So they don't want to write. Um, but uh, no, no, no groundswell. Uh, we actually got, once your story came up, uh, we had an email from another resident who offered to help 
uh, build something attractive over the portage on or provide money or materials. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. That's great. You were offering to do it, but but your shoulder's bad, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, if I'm in a good mood, uh, I've done plenty of things like that. Um, and, um, you know, I, 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 nobody notices too much, but I, I put, made half a dozen benches that have been scattered around at the uh, Summit Saginaw Beach, and there's some on Main Street, and there's another one on Gibson Lane. Um, I, I found benches, uh, we would go biking on Block Island, and there was one particular spot where, uh, I don't know if you know, but Block Island used to have a golf course on it, and it was abandoned, I don't know when, but somebody who owned part of that uh, maintained a very rough kind of putting green along the edge of the road. Uh, I don't know if it was uh, Mohegan Bluff Road or, or which one it was, but he had a, a bench and some balls and irons and stuff and, you know, a cup out there. And it said, either sit your butt or take a putt. <laughs> and I always liked it that I, do, I was on a golf course, but once in a while we would stop and uh, take a break and just enjoy the bench and the view. And I, I thought it was a neat idea. And so, you know, I took it upon myself. <laughs> Make some benches and several of them have names of friends, surfers who uh, have passed away, um, kind of a memorial. One of them had a, a memorial bench on Ocean Road and somebody destroyed it. So I made one, just his first name, Dan at Sagan so you're truly a hands-on mayor, I'd say. <laughs> That's great. You know, I spent six years in college, but I, when I got out, I realized I didn't want to be a financial analyst. I love playing in the dirt. I just, <laughs> and, and, you know, I realized that growing up in agriculture, that that's really, you know, where I wanted to be. And eventually my wife and I uh, started a wholesale nursery. I, it would have been more fun to grow food, but at the time, land simply wasn't available uh, to, do, to operate on a scale that's economic. So ornamentals were um, more of an economic choice. And so we did that. Local support comes from the law firm of Toomey, Latham, Shea, Kelly, Dubin, and Corderaro. In these trying times, working full-time for their clients and the public interest, providing strong advocacy and attentive counsel, be well advised. SuffolkLaw.com. 27 Speaks is brought to you by Sag Harbor Books and Southampton Books. Independent bookstores located in the villages at 7 Main Street in Sag Harbor and 16 Hampton Road in Southampton. They buy books, collections, libraries, individual titles. Very easy process. They handle everything. Do you have books to sell? Call or email today or visit SouthamptonSagHarborBooks.com. Now hiring booksellers at both locations, including office positions. You know, listening to you talk about the what what prompted you to do this, it seems to me, you know, the story's been picked up a little bit, and it's because I think it, it has an obvious sort of class battle feeling to it, um, you know, where the with the the working the working community and the residents in one of the wealthier zip codes in the United States, I get the feeling from you though that you weren't looking to make a statement of any kind here with this. This really was just 
a solution to a problem that you saw. People were peeing in the woods. And so you put a porta potty in to give them some privacy. It's it's is it just that simple? You weren't looking to make a big political statement here. Uh, I, uh, the class warfare thing doesn't really appeal to me. I mean, I, that's really become a business here. I mean, the little bit of agriculture that's left uh, just doesn't drive this place. And um, we have some great residents. Um, you know, some of them have to <laughs> maybe come up in their look at how they look at the people who service them. Uh, some of the, some of the people are just absolutely fantastic for the people who work on their property and others. I'm very aware that they kind of shun them and don't want to see them. And um, I've heard a few stories which are <laughs> unseemly. So um, I'd rather not have the class warfare thing, but just put people out to, you know, a higher standard and provides provide services to those who provide services to them. Um, a lot of that stuff's in the news, you know, where, you know, the whole welcoming and accepting and blah, blah, blah. And it, it doesn't stop, you know, when you get to the Hampton. So, you know, we have to do it here. So, yeah. Did you face any opposition to the idea uh, among the fellow board members? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a very... Um, how things look, and um, that kind of ticks me off. But <laughs> uh, as I said, I mean, for years, people have been relieving themselves in the woods right over here on Narrow Lane East, and um, you know, it's time to give them something a little bit better than that. Uh, and not to be graphic, but I'm assuming when you say people relieving themselves, we're not always just talking about pee. Number one. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, again, when you got to go, you got to go. And if it's an emergency, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Exactly. <laughs> so, again, I think from like an environmental standpoint, like, sure, if something, again, no one, no one is going to be like, look at that beautiful blue plastic porta potty that really is enhancing the look of the street. But if you're weighing it against like, well, if this isn't here, people are literally going to like urinate and possibly more into our waterways. It mm -hmm. sort of seems to me like an obvious choice. And that's not even touching the issue of just like, as you said, Mayor, like the human dignity aspect of like, you know, being able to go to the bathroom in privacy. It's kind of just like a basic um, human right. Yeah. True. I think there's a there's a lot of different reasons that that support this type of thing, and um, you know I I've been thinking about uh, a full facility like some of the stuff they have in East Hampton uh, scattered all over the place, mostly at beaches or parks. Naturally, um, you know they have a full you know bathroom with sinks and all that kind of stuff. But um, coming into office, I have the last mayor's budget, which was fine. I mean. The previous mayor did a great job. Um, he stuck close to his original reason for getting into it or the village being formed, you know, bare bones and all that kind of stuff, which is what I sold to the public when I was spokesman for the village movement and was first mayor. Uh, but looking at things 20 years later, uh, the nature of the, a lot of things have changed and intensified and, um, I, I, you know, I just felt that 
we need to be a little more active and uh, hopefully uh, over time, the trustees will go along with that. Um, well, I mean, I, I thought the thing that would catch people's attentions is we, we put in some speed bumps and <laughs> nobody's Oh noticed. no, we've heard, I've heard oh, about we... that. <laughs> I've heard about that from some people, Mayor. <laughs> but but as as far as the the the, the bathroom goes, you, you'd like to at some point see a more a more permanent structure there. Is that what you're saying? Well, one step at a time. I mean, yeah. When I travel around New England, that's portageons are so common, and some places it's still pit toilets. You know, if you want to go hiking, mm -hmm. or you know, like boat lunches, and um, you know, all over the place. Uh, you know, Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine. And uh, so, I mean, to me, it's an acceptable thing. And maybe if we just dress them up, they'll serve the purpose. And they're very low cost. Yeah. Um, you know, if you actually had a flush toilet, you'd have to have staff to come by frequently to clean. And you have graffiti and damage and vandalism. Uh, and with this, there's no reliability to the village. And we can hire it out very easily so and uh, according to Kaylin's story it's about 100 bucks a month yeah well, i think we pay eight bucks insurance <laughs> wow. probably the vandalism component of it yeah so uh mayor do you feel like you'd like to see more um porta potties around sagaponic or do you think that the the tolerances for one is about your limit with the, what you're gonna as far as opposition you know or do you think people would be upset if more of them appeared well, I think if something's attractive, it would really be good to get one at Sag Bridge. Um, there's, there's a lot of traffic there in the uh, in the summer. I mean, people paddleboard. I mean, they've had groups paddleboarding, kayaking, uh, the fishing and crabbing on the bridge. And uh, if people spend any time there at all, they need something. And uh, check with uh, your ground level columnist and see what her comments would be from her experience years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We can be the, you know, it strikes me that there's business opportunity here. Um, I'm thinking of, you know, the way the portable toilets were dressed up for the fancy events in the summer. Like when you go to those, when you go to some of those fundraisers now in the summer, the, the level of quality of the bathrooms at some of those events is amazing. Someone should come up with a design for one of these portable toilets it's a little more high end and and could stand along the side of the road and not be an not be an eyesore could call it the saga potty <laughs> that's copyrighted that's copyrighted we're, we're taking that <laughs> oh uh, okay. uh, other things on my agenda the the uh, sag bridge is going to be uh Centennial, be a hundred years old in twenty twenty three. And oh, wow. uh, I have an event schedule. I have no idea if it'll be tiny or big, but for September sixteenth, and uh, I'm I've been offering for a while that uh, I'll, I'll I'll marry somebody on the bridge on the span. If you know anybody who wants to get married, you, you mean you're gonna you're gonna perform the ceremony, right? You mean you're, you're not marrying gonna... them? <laughs> it, it would be a joining event or a bridging event. <laughs> Uh, and some thoughts which i have to find somebody who's got the um just the character to pull this thing off better but say maybe you have a 1923 swimsuit contest or 
1923 song competition or I don't know. There's, there's got to be some fun way to kind of look back. And... This is Catherine Manu, and I'm the editor of the Sag Harbor Express and co-publisher with my husband, Gavin, of the Express News Group. Local community news matters more than ever, with misinformation spreading constantly across the internet. We live in the communities we cover. We are your neighbors, your friends, your family. We tell the good stories and, unfortunately, the bad. We focus on your triumphs and losses. But we can't do this without our subscribers. To subscribe, please visit 27east.com slash subscribe. And thank you for your support. I have to point out, Mayor, you said the bridge is 100 years old. That's this bridge, but there's a there's been a bridge at that site for even longer, right? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, back to the 1600s. Uh, yeah, the history, I mean, I looked at the history and uh, consulted with some people. Uh, uh, we've got a historian right here in Sagapolina Cruz. Her ancestor built the first bridge, the Sanfords. Um, and uh, the history of it is very sketchy. Right? The first bridge is documented because the uh, trustees at that time put up, I think, land or I forget what exactly what it was to get it built. And then the uh, it fell into disrepair, and there's it's been maybe through before this concrete one was put in. Uh, and there must have been gaps between them, but there's no definitive history of, of that location, at least that I've been able to uh, hear of. I can I can see the excitement in, in Kaylin's face already as she as she's anticipating the writing the bridge story. I think that's so cool. You know, I love writing feature stories better than news stories, so I'm into it. No offense to news stories or news. <laughs> well, it's but. now 2023, so that story is yours, Kaylin. We're signing early. <laughs> About those speed bumps. <laughs> so now that you have the porta potties figured out, let us know when you figure out the traffic. Yeah. So, that's your job <laughs> in the new year. 27 Speaks is sponsored by the law firm of Toomey, Latham, Shea, Kelly, Dubin, and Corderaro. Strong advocacy and attentive counsel. Be well advised. SuffolkLaw.com Thank you for listening. Join us again next week to hear what's news on the East End. Our interlude flute music is by Allison O'Reilly. Our opening and closing theme music is Boysdale Blues, written and performed by the incomparable Judy Carmichael. Listen to Judy's weekly show, Jazz Inspired, airing on an NPR station near you, or go to jazzinspired.com. 27 Speaks is a weekly podcast produced by the Express News Group, which includes the Southampton Press, the East Hampton Press, the Sag Harbor Express, 27east.com, and sagharborexpress.com Find us on the websites or subscribe through Apple Podcasts.